tonight, I would like for you all to take your Bibles, turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5. We'll be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5. I'll take this time while you're turning. I want to thank everyone who were here last week and continued to work while I was down and out. And... uh, Rebecca was down and out. You know, it's interesting. We got sick together. I guess that's a good thing. I think I was like a day ahead of her, probably, something like that. But it was a good bout. It's like the lady said, I I got the COVID. Man. Fought the COVID. But fought and won, amen, because of the grace of God. But thank you all for everyone who... Uh, I don't really like the term stepped up, but y'all did, and thank you for that. All right, so we're in Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to be reading verses 5 through 9. We're going to read it all together. I ask that you'd stand with me. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 5 through 9, all together. In verse 5, So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, Yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And let's pray. Father, I ask that thou hast blessed the reading of thy word to all of our hearts. Jesus said, now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I ask that you would take the message that we're about to give and we will all apply it to our hearts. We will use this time wisely, and we will seek the Lord, and I ask you to help us now and fill us all with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. I wanted to, this is not a New Year resolution type message, but it could be, if you chose for it to be, it could be. I want to speak on this, so we'll look at another passage here in just a minute, but being born into this world as Jesus was, he was born as the Son of God. He came out of the womb as the Son of God, and with that, he brought such promise with him, uh, you know, surely he was destined to perform, he was destined to greatness. He was destined to accomplish the greatest feat of all, which is the redemption of humanity. Each and every one of us who are saved being an example of that. But couldn't it be said, oh, what potential he had. You know, Jesus came out of the womb with such amazing potential. In him was the fullest of possibilities. He had a capacity in him and an ability that came with him to do such amazing, amazing work. So, uh, from the very start, he showed such tremendous promise. But look what it says in verse 9. And being made perfect, 
So he didn't come out of the womb perfect. He was made perfect. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Do you see that? The author of eternal salvation. You know, he is our, he's the author. We say he wrote the book. Jesus wrote the book on salvation with his very life. In the deeds of his life, obviously with the word of God, he became the author of all of our salvation. And how interesting it is, it says to them that obey him. Now, Baptists don't like that word obedience when it comes to salvation. That's work salvation. Well, we know the Bible teaches you're by, saved by grace through faith. But I want to talk about this a minute. You know, his salvation that Jesus wrote the book on is only effectual to those who obey him. Isn't that what it says? To them that obey him in, the, in verse 9. Now, doesn't sound very Paulinian, does it? Doesn't sound like much grace involved there. People would hate that word when it pertains, but let's look at the, listen to these verses. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. What shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? If you don't obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, Peter's saying, what, what will be the end? What's going to come of you? 2 Thessalonians 1.8, Jesus will come in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there is obedience involved here. This is Paul speaking when he wrote to the church, obedience is connected to salvation through the gospel so he said that those that obey him but he said those that obey the gospel listen to this verse Romans six seventeen. but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you you see that you obeyed from the heart when you heard it that doctrine Unbelievable. John 6, 29 tells it all. He says, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Did you know that's the, oh, obedience is believing? John 6, 40, Jesus said this, this is the will of him that sent me. This is God's will, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. You know what, how you obey the gospel? You believe the gospel. Obedience to Christ is believing in him. So to believe is to obey. And to obey is to believe. That's how you get saved. That's how you get in the book of life where Jesus wrote. He's the author of our salvation. But when you go back to the text, uh, like I said earlier, Jesus did not come out of the womb as a perfect um, author of salvation he had to endure some things you know the bible says right there that he had he had to learn obedience through the things which he suffered here's god of heaven he's going to have to learn to obey he became a man just as us he had to obey an earthly mother and father that he was better than but he obeyed and he obeyed the will of god and he suffered greatly so that he could write the book on eternal salvation. 
But think about Christ. This, this, is, my, uh, this is what I want to speak of today. You think about that word potential. Um, how much potential was in him? What he was able to do. What he was able to not only perform, but to accomplish. He was made salvation unto us. Why? He reached his full potential. If anybody that ever lived reached their full potential as a man, who did? Jesus Christ did. Now please turn over with me, if you would, to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And I, want to, I want to talk on this thought of potential, but I want to look at it in a, in a biblical fashion. Uh, everybody would one day say, speak the word potential. You know, what is potential, by the way, while you're turning? Are some people born into potential and they are born with it as Jesus was? Do we develop into potential? Sure, everyone here is born with some natural talents, right? Everyone, we all have certain natural abilities and natural talents that came with uh, us being born into this world, but that in itself is not potential, Potential is not necessarily within the man himself. You know, I looked it up. Potential means having or showing the capacity to become. That's what potential is. Hey, you can become something. Why? Well, it's in there. It's just something's in there. Or to develop something in the future. So these are latent qualities that can be developed. In other words, I have them. I can develop them to what? Reach my full potential. Hey, this person's got substance. This person's got potential. You know what the problem with that is? It's dormant. If it's just potential, all it is sitting dormant. It's not moving. It's not growing. It's not acting. It's not fulfilling. And like we read in Hebrews chapter 5, it's not obeying. It's undiscovered. Hey, undiscovered. Potential. What if that were to happen with Jesus Christ? This just rests within the person. You could describe potential as possibility, perspective, promising, potency. All the oh, it's very potent. It's not potent if you don't use it. It's dead if you don't use it. So it's just not, you know, we'd say, oh, they have such great potential. But it's just not put into commission yet. It is not turned into action yet. It's not on the road to fulfillment yet. Hey, untapped. Untapped potential. We'll say things like, and I've said it, that young man has true potential. Well, is that all he's got? Is that potential in motion? Is that potential in growth? Is that potential extending out and becoming? That young lady, she shows real promise with singing. She could really be a good singer. She could sing for the Lord. Is she? Is she? That man, I've said this so many times, that man could really be a good Christian. 
He's got it in him. If he could just be, if he just get right with God, get his heart right, he could really become a great Christian. Potential. Shows all the quality. How many people show the qualities of a great preacher, even? You know what it is? It's like this uh, giant untapped resource or a hidden gem that nobody's seen it yet. It's hidden. It's potential. Sitting, waiting, yet undiscovered. But let me ask you this. What is potential if it's not realized? If it's never taken advantage of, if you never use it for the betterment of humanity, or if it's never cultivated, what good is it? It sits there and it does nothing. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't you call that a waste? Somebody who had all potential, but they never show it. They never do it. Could have been the greatest whatever that ever lived, and nobody ever knew it because they didn't live it. Wouldn't it be like, uh, okay, what if you had the greatest preacher that ever lived, yet he never preached one sermon? The greatest singer that ever sang, but yet they didn't. They never sang. The, the greatest possible potential servant of God, the servant of Christ, a true Christian worker, but yet they never did. Greatest Christian that ever lived, yet never materialized. How strange is that? They're not, they're not because they're not doing it. We always say it. Oh, if, that, if they just get right what they could be. If that person could just get it together, it's in there. They could amount to so much in life. They're bursting with potential. Problem is, it's a dead potential. So what is potential? If it's not realized capability that's never proven you know what it is it's a total waste and a tragedy and a loss that's what it is it's so sad it's empty unlike jesus christ it's imperfect see jesus his potential was realized and he became perfect as a result of it he reached perfection for all of us right because he knew this, what I am has to become. Has to become. Some people have been sitting on Christianity for decades and still not really become what they ought to be. Oh, but they have potential. So let's look here in chapter 9 of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And look what he says here. These are great verses, but, and it's true for all of us. Some of y'all, we've all done this. In the last month. Okay? Verse 7. Go thy way. Eat thy bread with joy. Drink thy wine for, with a merry heart. For God now accepteth thy works. Let thy garments be always white. And let thy head lack no ointment. Live joyfully with the wife of thy youth. Whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity. Which he hath given thee under the sun. All the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life and in thy labor, which thou takest under the sun. That's life, right? Eating. We'll do it some today. Eating, drinking, trying to rejoice, 
getting happy over something, experiencing a few good things, having relationships. And when they're, you know, when a relationship's good, there's nothing better. But when it goes sour, it could be nothing worse. Right? But it, to be in love, the greatest thing there is. This is what he's saying. This is a portion God gives to all men. And it's there. Good moments. Appreciating good clothing even. Appreciating some good rest after some hard work. Appreciating all that the Lord has given you. And all the potential you have involved in that. But let me say. I know a lot of talented people. All my, I've been in this a long time. I've known a lot of talented people. I know a lot of intelligent people. But I like something better than that. And it's found in verse 10. This is better than potential. You know what it is? It's called whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. I will tell you this. I'll just make it simple. Effort. I'll take effort over ability any day. Any day of the week, I will take effort. I like people who try. Effort in life. You know what he says here? Hey, when you go to the grave, you can't do this anymore. Do it now. Burst your potential open through hard work and effort and become something in life for God. Not lived out. So sad. You know, honestly, I'll take hard work over ability any day. You say, boy, they're doing, they're working hard. They're not doing any of it right. <laughs> but they're doing better than the one doing nothing. I, uh, it's a guy, his famous line was, I'd have had it done yesterday. I said, yeah, but you didn't. You're watching me do it wrong. <laughs> Oh, hey, in school, did you know this? I'll take hard work over talent. I will take hard working and travail and suffering over intellect. In school, the one that's just naturally easy, they didn't earn it. It came easy. Hey, if you're an intelligent person, put your brain really to work and suffer and grow even more. If you're like me and you're the Dumbo, you work extra hard to learn and to grow and to understand and overcome in life. I'll take that any day. In sports, I'd rather have a guy try real hard than be the best on the field. I really would. Earning it is much better. You know, we call that attitude, but really I call it effort. It's just effort. To master the work takes effort. To pay attention sometimes takes effort, man. You, you know, the Bible, we get a lazy mind. I don't want to pay attention to this. You better. You better pay attention to learn. Hey, you know, it requires, I, 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 I much rather, I prefer a person who works hard to keep a cheerful spirit over the one that's just naturally cheerful all the time. It means more. Being steadfast and faithful, even in adversity. So I count effort to be more important than money, than education. 
hey, I've been through it all. I've got five diplomas. I like effort. I'm not, maybe you had effort to get those diplomas. Maybe you did it right. I'll take effort over food, clothes, and grades, and anything. Whatever it takes. Intelligence, reputation, bloodline. I'll take effort. I'd rather have effort. You know why? Effort shows true character. An overcoming spirit. I'm going to work hard to get this one. I'm going to fight to win. Whatever you succeed through effort becomes through hard work. And you did it what? Like he said here, with thy might. Hey, that's all I can give. All I can give is my all. But why wouldn't I give my all? So it's a value judgment. Hey, I've seen, honestly, I've seen some, I don't want, I've seen men that could sing, they could sing with the best of them. But they were so lazy. They couldn't pass school. They couldn't do anything. They fell out of the ministry. There were some men, I've got their names on my tip of my tongue. They were headed to stardom. They could sing without even trying. And everybody would swoon. They're not doing anything anymore. It didn't come through hard work. They didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. Effort shows character. I want some people who's tone deaf, struggle, fight. Hey, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to earn it through effort. I ten times rather have that. I'd rather have somebody who really wants to sing for God and they're really not very good, but they give it all they have over somebody who just doesn't even have to practice. That's me. I like effort. Effort shows character. I like it when it's earned. I remember a fellow I went to school with, you know, he kept telling me he was related to me. His name was Jimmy James. Up there at Bible college, you know, we were trying to, we were trying to learn how to be preachers. And, oh, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, he was dumb. <laughs> he was. Because actually school wasn't that hard, and it was for him. I mean, he struggled. And he never, I mean, he struggled. He was always way behind everybody. Oh, Jimmy James. He said, I'm, I'm your, he told me I, he's my long-lost cousin. Probably was. Probably still is. Everybody forgot about old Jimmy because he struggled. And we got our degrees and we went on. And he stuck in school because he kept failing. And he never had any money. And he's always getting financially withdrawn. You know, he called me up one day, like 10 years later, and said, hey, I'm a, I'm a pastor of a Baptist church right now. I said, you are? He said, I sure am. I said, That's one of the greatest success stories I've ever heard. I'm so glad for him. Jimmy James. You know, we got some volleyball folks here. You want the one that's going to die for it, sacrifice. They're going to fight to win. They're going to give it all they have to win. Even if they don't have a chance to win, they're still going to give it all they have to win because that's called effort. Who wants to play with somebody who doesn't even try? Oh, they're the best one on the field, though. I can beat you with one hand behind my back. Big whoop. Give it all you got. Effort. I'd say play your best, even if you're not the best one on the field. Wouldn't you say the same? 
All right. Solomon's saying here, you're not going to live for long. None of us are. He's been gone a long time. He's been gone a long time. The man that wrote this, he says, you better give it all you have while you're living. If you have certain things and qualities that came naturally, you better live them out to the full potential because you're probably going to be responsible in, for those and accountable to God for those because whoso's given much required much. Amen? Whatever enters your hand, the Bible says, you know, whatever thy hand findeth to do. How'd that broom get in my hand? My wife put it there. Now, how did, how did that dish rag get in my hand? I'm going to do it with all my might. I'm going to clean the dishes better than she does. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to do it the best that I can because God said, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work beyond the grave that you can do right. How many people are gone now and they're wishing I could have done it over now and done it right? It's all about effort. It's all about effort. You know, effort is impressive. Potential's dormant, often unnoticed, and to me, frustrating. Frustrates me when you see someone that has such promise, yet they never fulfill it. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's frustrating. Effort produces. Effort gives glory to God. Effort puts you in company with Jesus Christ. So I like the hard workers versus the slackers. I like the overcomers versus the excuse makers. I like the overachievers better than the underachievers. How about that one? We underachieved. They shouldn't have beat us. Well, why did they? Hey, because the underachiever overachieved through effort and hard work. It's, you know, isn't that good? You know you got a good sport when the, when the sorriest team has the possibility of beating the best just through effort alone. All right. I'm almost done. <laughs> I heard about a man once, and it just stuck with me. This guy's name was Felix IV. That's an interesting name. He was a Cuban. In 1904, Felix IV, he wanted to run in the Olympics. He said, I can run. He wanted to run in the Olympics. Well, they were having the Olympics in St. Louis, Missouri that year, 1904. He said, I'm going to get over there, and I'm going to apply. And I'm gonna, I don't know how he did it, but I'm getting in the Olympics. He was a postman, worked in Cuba, and he, in Havana, Cuba. He got on a banana boat and worked his way on a banana boat and found his way to America. He, he, uh, he showed up in New Orleans on a banana boat. He got off the boat and ran to Missouri. He jogged 450 miles to get to St. Louis, and he got there four hours before the race started, and he finished in fourth. Now, that's a winner. That's a winner. He jogged 450 miles to start the race. Amazing guy. I should have, they should have given him the gold. Over the guy who's naturally faster than everyone else. I heard of another guy named Charles Zinni. 
had no legs. Never had legs, born without legs, but he had to go, had to go I'm going to swim the Hudson River. Now, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. But he was 76 years old, and he swam from Albany, New York, down to New York City on the Hudson River. He swam the whole thing, 150 miles. I'm going to say something. The natural ought not really gather our attention. The natural great. It's the underdog that rises and brings the, the glory. So you're going back to, poten to potential here, and I'll be done. Is it really potential if it never comes to life and becomes? If, if the worth and the life are never proven out, is it truly potential? Um, and, you know, I say, there's some very intelligent people out on the streets right now that don't have a home. Very intelligent. You talk to them. You can tell. Boy, they, they, they're smart up there. But they're living on the streets and struggling. Something's wrong there. Potential did not get fulfilled and a lot of people. There's geniuses out there that never amounted to anything. I've seen a lot of effort in this church by different people overcome. And through full effort, did it with their might and did it right. So going to Jesus, Jesus reached full potential. He reached full perfection. And he overcame his humble beginnings. He overcame his lack of education. He overcame his social status to become the author of our salvation. And so he rose up. Listen to this. Revelation 5.5. 5. The line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed to open the book. Jesus prevailed. He overcame. You could say almost against all odds and to loose the seven seals. Jesus is our Savior. He's the captain of our salvation. He's our Lord. He captures our hearts. He draws our eyes. Oh, if we could just be like him. Well, what you do is you take the potential that's in you that's God-given and you let it out following Christ and you do it with all your might. In 1 Peter, he said, Be ye holy as I am holy. God says, you can be like me. You can be just like me. You can do it. Through the grace of God, it's possible for all by effort.